there, and welcome to the Hurley Edition Podcast, the debut episode of the Hurley Edition Podcast. I am Michael Hurley, and I will appropriately be the host of this show. I want to start out really quick. First things first, thank you for listening. Thanks for checking it out. I appreciate you finding this program whichever way you did. I thank you for giving it a chance. I hope I can provide you some interesting conversations. That's the goal here. And I think we've got that here with my first guest, if I'm just being honest. Let's get right to it. A man that needs no introduction. He is the king of Boston sports media. His name is one Mr. Michael Felger. And, you know, the last time that I talked to Michael Felger, it got a little bit of attention. So uh, we we decided it was maybe time for a follow-up. But Felger is somebody who he automatically engenders a reaction in in everyone that hears his name, good, bad, ugly, otherwise, however you want to put it. A lot of people claim to hate him passionately, which may actually be a genuine feeling. I, I don't doubt that, but it doesn't stop people, the masses, from tuning in to see him and hear him every single day, which I think speaks to just how good he is at what he does. And that's not to blow smoke, and that's not to, to suck up or anything like that. It's just a statement of fact. Uh, the, the facts are what the facts are, and that, that show dominates the ratings, and, and Felger drives that train, and you just have to give credit where credit's due. The man is provocative and insightful, and insightful with a C, not the S. You know what I mean there. He, he incites. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe pissing people off is a good roadmap for success. I don't I don't know. He's he's a professional there. But speaking of pissed off, that's that's what I got. Uh, that's what happened to me. Like many of you likely have been from Mr. Felger. But for me, it was a little bit personal. I mean, I'm sure many of you caught it. Uh, the spat we had on air in, in the middle of April, and uh, it garnered a little bit more attention than I ever anticipated it would. I did not think that my calling in that day would interest anybody except for me, but I had to get it off my chest. But I also won't pretend like everyone's aware of it, so I want to just give a quick backstory uh, for those that might not know. So in the middle of April, my wife had uh, our second baby, our second daughter. Her name is Olive, and she's adorable and perfect, and everything was great. And we got home from the hospital on Monday. It was April 17th. We got home. Uh, it was our first. We were just starting to settle in as a quartet, me and my, my three girls. And uh, I get a text from, from some friends that say, hey, Felger's killing you right now. And so it's, that's nothing new. I expected it to be whatever, some lighthearted junk about whatever. And I tune in and, and he's just ripping me for, for taking paternity leave. And it's just really out of the blue. It's not something I expected. You know, he was coming down pretty hard. Uh, coming down on me pretty hard for missing work, things like that. And I just, I, I was shocked. So a half hour later, he spent another segment doing it. So it was two segments, drive time, number one show in Boston, all things like that. And I didn't really like it. Here's a sampling of, of what, what he was saying. So here's here's a sampling of Felger that day, uh, the Monday that I got home from the hospital. You get three days for bereavement. How many do you get for paternity? No idea. Isn't Michael Hurley taking two weeks at our shop? Something like that. Yeah, it's like he lives in Switzerland. Or is, is that Sweden? Like these people get like six months in some of these countries. Hurley's going to take two full weeks for paternity leave. Two! Uh, just, Do you believe that? Let's, that's, it was three weeks, Mike. It was three. It was three. All right, back to Mike. Yeah, but the operation can run without him. Well, I'm not saying that we're going to miss him, but I'm just saying, wouldn't you feel guilty? Wouldn't you feel guilty taking all that time? Yes. I don't remember how much time I took. When, when your wife's home, the mother-in-laws are home, the mothers, the nurse, everyone's home. Everyone's fine. You can't cut out for a few hours and, you know, white, write some whiny article on Deflategate, Mike? Two full weeks? So, so clearly Mike's a little upset. I don't know if he caught it. He snuck in nurses. He started to say nurses, which I found to be hilarious because I don't, I don't have nurses in my home. Uh, they, I don't have multiple spare bedrooms in my suburban mansion to, to house nurses. But he did accidentally start saying, if you hear here, check it out. When, when your wife's home, the mother-in-laws are home, the mothers, the nurse, everyone's home. Everyone's fine. Let's iso- isolate that. The mothers, the nurse. Let's slow that down. The mothers, the nurse. Awesome. The nurses. Yeah. So uh, uh, that was that was around, I don't know, 5.15 in the afternoon. And it was, you know, whatever. Didn't really enjoy it, but life moved on. But then a half hour, he's back at it again. I'm not making this a sexist thing. I'm just saying someone has to go back to work at some point. We can't just all sit around the house going goo goo gaga to the baby for weeks and months on end. There, someone has to go earn a living and work and the earth has to spin and commerce has to commerce and business has to be done and the, the, world, the world can't stop because you want to tickle your baby underneath the chin. Like someone has to go to work. So whether it's the man or the woman or any combination in between, I think it's insane that both parents are home. How does anything ever get done? But now you're going to spend both of you the man and the woman are going to be home for weeks on end. Doesn't someone have to work at some point? Is paternity leave paid? Yeah. Hell yes. Yeah. 
Oh, then, then why, why does someone have and to go to work? I'm sure it's subsidized in some way. I'm sure the Clintons, I think the Clintons did pass some act where it comes out of, like, so we're all paying because everyone wants to go. So Hurley can go home and go, coochie, coochie, coo. The, the, uh, the bonding law. We, we are paying through the nose. Is that the Lewinsky law? So Hurley <laughs> can spend two weeks at home going, oh, mujabara, majatana, puri, ojabura, mara, jajabura. Nobody likes doing baby noises on the radio quite like Mike Felger. I might want to look into that. Might want to talk to somebody about that. But it kept going. And, and, you know, this, I really want to spotlight this because I didn't know Felger was a mezzo-soprano. But he hits a note here that I, I didn't know he could hit. So let's just, let's hear it. It's just incredible. Wow. It's just incredible. You understand, though. Most, it, it, it's is, just, it, it is incredible. It absolutely is incredible. It's just incredible. You understand, though. Most people's mentality is if I can get paid for this and this is what I'm offered, I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah, and, and you don't feel guilty? So that part of it, that, that was the crux of what was said on Monday. You know, I should feel guilty for taking paternity leave, which I don't agree with. And so, you know, it was it it, it bothered me. And, and I thought about it throughout the week. And it just, you know, I was, I was taking care of my two children, helping my wife as a good husband should, as someone, you know, takes care of his family does. You, you get the point. So two segments, number one rated show in Boston, calling you out. You might get mad. I got mad, uh, not right away necessarily, but as the week wore on, I was like, you know, I got to call this guy, and I decided to call him out on the air. I didn't think, you know, needed to have it privately. If if it started, maybe it was immature of me, but if, it, if in my mind, if it wasn't a private conversation to begin with, then maybe I shouldn't keep it private. Maybe I should go public too. So maybe I maybe I didn't handle it the right way. But anyway, I came in. Five days later, and I, I came in a little bit hot. So apparently he didn't like that. He took umbrage to it, and he, wanted, and he wanted to respond. So, Michael Hurley, go ahead. Respond. Felker, what the hell is wrong with you? What, what went wrong in your life? Like, this, is, this is what the etiquette is when someone has a baby. When your coworker has a baby, it's, how's the mother doing? How's the baby doing? Oh, that's nice. That's about as much as you're allowed to weigh in on someone else's having a child. I don't know where it went wrong, but that's, I'll teach you. I know you're a little bit older than me, but I'll teach you about life, and that's how... Normal humans interact in this world. They don't go on rants about their coworkers being soft or babies or whatever the hell you were saying the other day. So I, I don't know what went wrong in your life. So yeah, I, I don't really want to play too much of this fight. I, I find it a little bit embarrassing. I, st- I stand by a portion of it, but the way that I went about it, I'm not really a fly off the rails, lose my temper kind of guy. And when I do, I might throw some really personal accusations and things like that. I don't think I come out looking too good. I don't think Felger comes out looking too good either, which I guess was the point of making the phone call. But I just, for the sake of providing background for anyone who didn't catch it, I'll I'll play a little bit. Like, this part where I might have said that Felger's not a man. Might maybe said that. But if it's a child... Let me help you. Let me help you with something. Because the, the difference between you and a man is that a man looks at his wife, who's still bleeding days after, what do you call it, a routine delivery? Is generic. That what you call it? Generic. Generic, of course. Yeah, I know that your candy ass probably couldn't handle a generic delivery, because I'm sure you cry real tears every time you get those eyebrows waxed at the salon. But we look at our wife, who's still recovering. Who's Actually, decent burn. Proud of that one. Who can't even walk to the bathroom. They have a, a crying newborn in one arm and a crying two, two-year-old tugging on the other arm. We see that woman that we love and are devoted to, and we say, how can I help that woman? How can I help my children? We don't say, how fast can I run away? How fast can I get out of here because I can't handle it? Well, how and many days? Well, yeah, that's I, what you're I, not understanding. No, I understand, but how many days do you need to do that for? 14? My mother works full-time. My father works full-time. My, my stepmother works full-time. This is what life is like for people who don't summer in Nantucket. We have to figure it out. Oh, the Nantucket line. That's that's what really made Felger blow a gasket. Uh, it, it's really the one that got all the attention. And here's, here's you know, Felger's now famous response to that. Why do you think I summer in Nantucket? Hey, right hey, Hurley, you sound serious. Why do you think I get to summer in Nantucket? Because I work my ass off, Hurley. Because I work my ass off. And when my, my wife had a baby, I went into work two days later because my work's important to me. I didn't think you were serious. You're no, serious. You, you want a tissue? Why do you think I summer in Nantucket? You think that was handed to me, you asshat? Because I work my ass off and I prioritize work. And that's important to me. It's important to my family. I work my ass off to get there. And I didn't spend two weeks going goo-goo-gaga. And if you have to, if someone's hurt, do it. But don't put your crap on me either now. Yeah, a lot of other people's crap being thrown on other people's crap. You know, what happened, it wasn't great. You know, Felger's a master of arguing, so he ended up making me seem like I was trying to complain or, or garner sympathy for having to take care of a baby. Uh, he started yelling about me, complaining about being the only person to ever have a baby, which I don't think I ever tried to argue because I've seen other people with children. It's 
it's there's a lot of people out there and they were all babies once so you know it was it was ugly fugger tried to act like he wasn't taking it personally and i was okay i'm, I'm kind of joking hurley but you obviously took that really personally that's hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. Michael. Michael, you're talking today. to the wrong guy. You're talking to the wrong guy. For 10 years, I've had two full-time jobs. I still do. When I'm done here, I yeah. go to another job. Felger, you talk about your job as if you're going to cure cancer. You as just talked about your job like you're curing cancer. You, did, you write whiny no, deflategate articles. What are you talking about? Do, what, do you work in a coal mine? What do you? We do the same thing. What are you talking See? about, Mike? I guess that was a good example of me taking it personally. Eh, you know, he said I was soft. I said, you're soft. And I think this sort of proves it. My God, Hurley. I tried to tell him how to do his job, even though he's pretty good at it. Insinuated a lot about me, and, and I didn't appreciate it. That's not what you should use your platform for, to, to take coworkers and tear them apart like that. And I basically said he's a caveman. So you're the only guy that's got to clean up poop from a two-year-old? No, a lot of people do it. I don't believe it or not, in the modern era, a lot of dads actually do parenting. And it's, it's really a wonderful thing. Well, and that's not on your list of what men can do, then I'm sorry for you that you're not joining us in the 21st century, but it's a wonderful time. That's not my point. My point is someone has to go to work, Mike. So, you know, me and Felger, our, our relationship is basically built on arguments. We've done it a lot, uh, mostly over stupid things like sports. So this one, we were a little bit, uh, our maybe fish out of water situation because we shouldn't have been arguing about that. It really, it really wasn't the time or the place. We didn't really... I didn't think I nailed it. I don't think he nailed it, but you know, um, but I d he did end up after I got off the fo uh, the line. Uh, he started continued arguing with me, even though I couldn't speak at that point. But uh, he said one part that I do think was actually bad. I think this is actually something that you know something that we're going to have to address. And this is what he said. No, take t take uh, Mike. Go ahead. You take as much time as you need because you have a t you're the only guy on the earth with a two year old and a newborn. The only guy. Take as much time as you need. And if you don't advance in your job, well, then, I don't know, then you, there, there is a balance there. That's okay. You, you, you all make choices, but take as much time as you need. Yeah, so that part there, when you suggest someone won't or shouldn't advance professionally for taking paternity leave, that's problematic. I, I, that's, that's an issue, so you know, that's just not a good way for any conversation to end, really. I felt that's, that's, that's not productive. It's not insightful. It's just two idiots yelling at each other. So I think for the sake of trying to fix that, Felger and I decided it'd be best to try to talk this thing out here in a podcast setting. So instead of two idiots yelling at each other, it's just two idiots calmly sitting down talking to each other while seated seated across from each other in, in leather chairs. So maybe, you know, maybe it'll be a little bit more productive. I'll let you be the judge of that. So without any more waiting, no more ado, here we go. The king of Boston sports media, Michael Feld. All right, I'm joined here by the one and only Mr. Michael Felger. And Felger, uh, unlike your show, I'm a big, big proponent of pleasantries. Oh, so please, how are stop you? it. How are you? I'm fine. How are, you? how are the kids? Oh, they're great. They're how is great. everybody? A little warm, but you know, we're getting through it. Are they still pooping on the walls and everything? No, just a one-off time. It was a one-off thing. It was a one-off thing. But, uh, How's the wife? I, great. She's, She's in great. Good shape. She's she, doing better. Doing okay. better, you know? Great. You know how that goes. Good. So please, give my best. I will. I will. She, yeah, we'll, we'll work on that. But uh, I, I'm, I'm an honest person. I want to be open out there. So I think the world should know this was your idea, which is the upset of the century. Why? Why would you say that's an upset? Uh, you've spent many, many minutes railing on podcasts and the existence of podcasts and how stupid podcasts are. So I was surprised to hear that from your, from your mouth. I, guess, I don't know if they're stupid. I just don't get them. Uh, but uh, well, our conversation deserved a round two. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think that, you know, it was fair to uh, burden the listeners with that. This is, uh, this is a conversation that should be had on our time. And if people want to consume it, they can consume it on their time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I don't think that it was worth taking up the time of the general listener, right? You know what I, I mean? Agree this with is a that. perfect I agree with thing that. for a side piece. If you want to consume this and get a piece of this, then you can come get it. Otherwise, I'm not going to burden you with it. Okay. And I think you're in agreement with me. We don't need to we don't need to fight again. I don't think we need to start yelling at each other. Well, let's and, see and, where it goes. Well, maybe we need a safe word. Maybe we need a safe <laughs> word. If things start getting getting out of hand, we take a deep breath, maybe like a namaste, perhaps. <laughs> Um, but did you expect it to become what it became? Did you expect anyone to really pick up on that? Because so I, I was surprised. What it became. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm not online to, to, to see what it does. Right. So, uh, am I surprised? Maybe not. I mean, I, I, I don't like how I came across. I mean, that's one of those where, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't like, uh, you know, I feel like I went too far and I came across poorly. So I didn't like that it was duplicated or... That it spread out, so I wasn't comfortable with that one. Was that because I surprised you? You didn't really know what I was coming with. Not, I I just got angry. Yeah, which 
you know, I didn't need to get angry. So I didn't come across uh, poorly. Not that I said anything wrong. Like I, if, if I actually read a transcript of my words, I wouldn't be upset with that. It was just my, how I lost it. And I lost it on you. So it became about me and you, which is not my intention. I don't I, I like you. I respect you. Uh, so I didn't what, miss any starts for the Red Sox. It really wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to beat you up, and that's what it became, beating you up, which wasn't what it was about. Did it, you listen to it at all? Uh, yes. I avoided it for a while. No, I Because I wasn't too proud of it. No, I listened to it, and uh, yeah, I hated it. I, I, I just hated it again that I was beating up you. Which, because it's not about you. Yeah, but I did. I did call in and say you weren't a man. So I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. Sure, like, you did provoke me. Was, uh, there's no question about it. Why did the uh, Nantucket comment really strike it? Because that seemed like something snapped there. I think. So and again, I it's think not it was about, misconstrued. It's not about you, and it wasn't misconstrued. Okay. And the whole, uh, you know, Felger Nantucket with the nanny is uh, a is a great little bit when people hit it, hit me with it. You know, 99 percent of the time I don't mm-hmm. say anything because I think it is funny, uh, because I. I do vacation in Nantucket, and we do have nannies. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. And no, and it's but it's it's uh, and it's funny. So I'm I'm good with it. But in the context of our thing, and if as long as we were being real and you were being real, I, I just wanted to make the point that you know I don't get Nantucket and the nanny from the Nantucket ferry or the nanny ferry, right? That is for all the work that uh, me and my wife have put in, right? And it wasn't it wasn't. My intention was to say you're in a different tax bracket than I am. You're in a different stratosphere where you can afford those nurses. You can afford the the nannies that someone in my position at age thirty, at a different point in life, couldn't. It wasn't to you know attack you for going to Nantucket, but I think uh, something there that, again, that was definitely a turning point in that conversation. I think this is something that millennials or younger people don't get, and I don't know about you. So this isn't about you. Okay, so I, I turned it into you that day. I don't know if this is about you or not. I, I, I tend to think it's not because I know you and you're a hardworking, diligent kid. Okay? So it's probably not about you. But I, I do think young people look at the position I would be in or someone like me would be in and expect to get it and expect right. just to have it, have it sort of handed to you or you just sort of automatically get there or not sort of understanding all the things that went in to get there. Oh, you got your nanny. Well, you know, what do you know? Well, why do you think I got the nanny, pal? Like, how, how do you think I got to that? Because I've been doing this now for uh, like about 27 years. Right. And hold it for the last 10 to 12 of it. I've held down two full-time jobs at one time while my wife has held down a full-time job. There was even a time there, Hurley, where I was doing three full-time jobs. There was a time where I was the beat guy for the Herald mm-hmm. or the football columnist for the Herald. Okay. Uh, I would go to Foxborough in the morning, be in the locker room, bang out stories for the Herald, then go do the 890 show Mm -hmm. for three or four hours a day. Great program. And then go to Comcast and do the TV shows at night. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I had this little stupid box that I would bring to the Comcast studio, and I would do the radio show out of Dickerson's office. So I'd be Foxborough in the morning, Burlington during the day, banging out stories in between that stupid radio show for three hours and out on TV. And I'm not, it's not like I'm working in a coal mine. We should also clarify full time typically means 40 to 45 hours. Not to say it's easy to do a radio program by yourself. Fine. But time, the time commitment typically is, is considered. I was not to as, say it's easy. Okay, no, but let me just say that I was full time employees at all three places. Right. Like I could have drawn benefits from all three places. I was, not a, I was officially a full time employee right, at three right. different spots, whether it was 40 hours or not. Fair enough. So, you know, there's a lot of sacrifices made along the way. My wife, the exact same way. My wife went from Eureka, California to Dayton, Ohio alone, Mm. to Washington, D.C. to here. We're now at 48 years old with two kids. Her alarm clock rings at 2 o'clock every morning. I don't know how people do it. Okay, so it's like, and I'm not asking anyone to cry for me. I'm just saying, I don't think people get what it took to get to Nantucket and the nanny. Right. And so if we're going to be real about it, I just want that, I wanted that on the record. But I think, I don't know, it was one thing that I, I noticed, uh, I had to go back and listen to the original because I was like, Jesus, did I overreact? Did I call in for, did he, was he, because you said you were joking. You weren't really joking when did I went back, back and, and I went to, the, to the, Monday. Okay, yes. so I didn't. I did. And it was pretty, it was, it was worth responding to. It was basically, 
calling out my work ethic, saying I should feel guilty, things of that nature. So you sure was it wasn't joking? It. And then, no, no, no. I mean, uh, when you say that it takes 45 minutes to go to work and write a whiny, bitchy, deflategate article, that's joking. <laughs> of course when that's Maz, joking. When Maz actually had the only funny joke when he said I should take eternity leave, which I thought <laughs> was actually, it landed pretty well. Um, but when you were talking, you were, you were saying about, and this is probably what got me, you were like, oh, the mothers are around, the mothers are in law, and you started to say the nurses are around, but you didn't, you stopped, you said, nur. Well, well in so, the hospital. Well, in the hospital, but for the weeks after that that was that was what wasn't there so i just but th- that's the thing is i felt like what i didn't like about the conversation aside from my own behavior was that it turned into me wanting sympathy or complaining about my situation i start complaining about diaper changes and things like that and that's where your mastery of of arguing comes in because all of a sudden I look like, you know, a, a little baby crying about these things. And, you know, that's basically been been one of the things that I regret it. But I mean, that's that's what happens when you argue Mike Felger on the radio about any topic. Again, I could talk about this all day. And it's not about you. I understand. Through the course of my just my my little resume there and the wife's resume. I mean, I've been married twice, Hurley. OK, I didn't take a honeymoon either time. Well, you, you should know? have taken a honeymoon. And Sarah... Well, what about this? Again, like, Sarah's had two kids, and she took her leave, but I'm not even sure she used up all of her time. Yeah. And, and I'm not even sure, you know... TV is tough for mothers. Just, There's no but, doubt about no, that. Yeah. Our careers are important to us. My career is important to me, too. And I still I still took the time because I needed to, because my wife needed me to. I mean, my wife's a first grade teacher. So we're clearly in a different you know situation with what we can afford. I mean, if I could afford nannies, I would probably have some nannies. It's not like I'm against childcare. There, just, just... there were times we couldn't afford nannies and we just, we still did what we had to do. Mm-hmm. And I think now these leaves are becoming sort of, com- are not common. They're becoming accepted. And um, what am I trying to say? Standard. I and... like that. I think that's good. I think family time is good. I mean, if you don't have, if you don't want to take it, you don't have to take it. Yeah. I mean, really, if you think about my absence, it didn't really affect you that much. No, of course it didn't. So again, this isn't about you. I know, but, but I, I mean, I, for an example, as you, a, you know, I, I I just think, I don't know. There's, I'll, I'll give you another example. There's there's a there's a guy that I work with at a, an, another place who wants to get on the radio, wants to be on the radio, wants to do this. He's always like, Felg, man, when are you going to get me on? Come on, Felg, yeah, let, let's do this. I'm like, great, okay. How's uh, how's next Wednesday? Uh, how's next Wednesday? Come on in. It's like, oh, my my daughter's got a thing. I'm like, okay. But, you know, get me on the next time. They ask me the next time. Oh, no, that's like a Friday yeah. night. I, I can't do it. And so I, I say to the guy, I'm like, well, you know, what do you want? Yeah. The, the, well, I mean, we're the, in agreement there. The, the I games mean, are on nights and weekends. Yeah. And you got to work hard to get it. I mean, I've it, never but, said no to an invitation like that, but, no matter where or when. But, but my question, you know, what's hung with me? Yeah. Because you seemed, I mean, obviously you work hard. I'm not trying to say you didn't. But it seemed to indicate that if you had taken, say, two weeks off or even one week off when your daughter was born, that you wouldn't be where you are now. And I just think that's that's not right. Maybe you need to hit that pause button. Maybe you need to actually step up because right now in 20, I don't know how old your kids are, six years ago. five. So five years ago, your show was two years old. If you missed a week, if you missed two weeks, I still think you'd be sitting where you are right now. I understand it's a mindset. It's but a mindset, just in a specific exactly situation, right. I think you could be, I think you would have, your career would have survived. In a vacuum, you're right. The week doesn't matter. But if I hadn't approached my career and these jobs the way that I do, then I wouldn't be where I am. I'm sorry. I just wouldn't yeah. because I'm not that talented. I'm not clever well, or witty like, say, Toucher and Rich are, or I'm not, I'm not particularly smart, and you wouldn't know it, but Maz is smart. Like I, I don't have those things. Uh, what I have is the people that I work for. You can ask people in this building or any building. I grind it out. I show up every day. And that's, I think that's almost the only reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't have that mindset, I don't think I'd be here because I couldn't be here on my wit or intelligence or those things by themselves. I couldn't. But you'll be taking vacations. You take your time off. You do take time off. Different. Well, it's still you're not here. I think vacation's different. I know this is going to sound hypocritical, but I do think vacations are different because you you do deserve your time. Yep. You know, you get your time. And in a case for, for me, my time is even negotiated you know mm-hmm. there's a value to it right you gotta uh, time it you gotta pick what what time of year you go well, no when i'm negotiating a contract i can negotiate more vacation time versus more salary and that's a negotiated thing that i've earned over time mm-hmm. so I, i'm not saying people don't deserve their time of course people deserve their time it's sort of that this new thing that's cropped up in between which is it's not vacation time it's leave it's personal days it's leave time it's those sort of things yeah but that how many kids are you really going to have? 
how, how many times is it going to really impact your work? Once, twice, maybe three times? I mean, kids, people are really aren't having six kids that much these days. So I think it's, it's a, you called it uh, one of your core things paternity leave which is an odd core thing i think you could admit it's an odd thing <laughs> well, to sort of over. It's, say, not, okay. it's not one of my core things on the on the radio at least as it pertains to sports maybe but, but, I, but I do think it's it's paternity, much more minor than paternity is different than like you've never heard me rant about a bereavement leave or those other things oh well you know xander bogart's got xander bogart's got four days and he took five or he got three and he took four yeah for a grandmother in aruba like I don't know. The, he got three and he couldn't get back in time. Like that. That's different. I'm not begrudging his time to go there. Yeah. Uh, it was the extra time that he took to get back and not the you know maybe the travel thing. But but either way, bereavement's different and health leaves and those things are totally different. Mm-hmm. I, I don't rant and rave about that. Yeah. You know, you have a family situation or a health situation that's different. Yeah. I, you won't find me saying stuff about that. Do you have any hesitation? Paternity leave when everyone's healthy. Do you have any hesitation, though, going on the air and saying that, not knowing the specifics? I mean, you really can't in your position. You can't hold off until you know the detail. I mean, maybe in Bogart's case, his grandmother raised him. Maybe, you know, in my case, maybe my wife was in the getting getting taken care of or my daughter was, you well, know, in the... Well, that's why I always the, say, if, if it's a generic yeah, child, I know, I know. it's a but bad you, word, but it, that's what I mean. If, if, if it's a health situation, it's a health situation. That's different. So for you, it's just preceding it with an if... And then that That's clears you for do. the rant. Yeah, but it never clears me. I always, you yeah. know, people always say, oh, Felger, what if, you know, I had this, I had that, and then everyone gives you their story. Yeah, I but, mean... No, I'm it, the bad guy. I'm the asshole. It's just, I'm used to it, but I, I can't I can't take back the way I feel about this one. Yeah. As it pertains to the conversation, basically, the way I feel it went is I didn't like you talking about me personally coming to, to conclusions about me, you know, negatively, and so I called you and... and verbally launched back and you got pissed off so i think we proved each other's point that maybe we shouldn't you know lob bombs from 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 a side because you know it was it was not i don't think i looked particularly good i don't think you looked particularly no, good. i hated the way it came yeah. across i hate it did and anyone maybe, else? I, maybe i'll listen to this one and hate this one too nah, but... you're a little bit more sensible i mean i disagree it was the same thing with the horford thing i thought you know the horford thing blew up with you in december and then you went in the air and explained it i still disagreed but you didn't look like an asshat that you originally looked like it was the horford thing i don't take i i don't feel i looked bad when i said it or the follow-ups like i don't t- i don't have a single ounce of regret with the horford thing well like, i mean that's when, when i go co- when i covered this is totally new mike i yeah. mean when i covered hockey or when oh, i was Right. Lock him every day with the Patriots. Guys didn't miss games. Well, I mean, Ted Williams finished his fishing trip before going home for a birth of a kid. But it's different times, and and I, for me, it's, it's better. Different times. I don't think it was a big deal for Horford to miss a game in Miami well, in so December. That's the thing but, I have a problem with too. But, I didn't but, make it a big no, deal. But you, but no, you, let me finish. Well, it was you specified this, it, after it, it was the C block of a of a one out of five shows during the week. We I did not make a big big deal about it. Everyone else made a big deal about it. Yeah. But the view taking the clip and putting it on TV or everyone else blowing the clip, they're the ones that made a big deal about it. I was just asked, how do I feel about Horford missing the game? And I told you how I felt. But that was buried yeah. at 1020 on a Tuesday night in November or whenever it was. I definitely did not make a big deal. Everyone else made a big deal of it. Yeah. And you, the, the explanation you had after, which I don't think as many people got, was that you wanted to be there for the birth hop the plane in Miami, go back to Atlanta, and be there for another day, which he was actually gone the day. He was already gone by the time you said he could have been there. So it was actually not that different from well, what he did. Well, I think Draper gave me some bad information on where he was and what day it was. But the general premise stands. I, I, the, athletes missing games for kids, is, uh, it, that's a new thing. I, it's, it's, for, for missing the aftermath, meaning... I know, not for the birth. But if the yeah, kid beyond. was born that day, that's different, but he was born two days before. That's, that's sort of a new thing. Yeah. Let's hope Tom Brady doesn't have any more kids, because if it's in the fall, that would be... You think he would ever yeah. miss a game? Tom you, Brady would never miss a game. You think he would I, miss I a don't practice? Know. He is very, very fatherly, lovey. He's always kissing his I'm kids. I'm not saying he's, he's not. I, I know, but he, is, he, he is. is He is like that. I think his wife is like that. But he's nuts about his job, Mike. He is nuts about his job. It would be... Yeah, I just hope it doesn't happen, because I don't, I don't really want that to be a topic, but... Uh, the, the the number one well, I mean, question. Look at Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And, well, I mean, he that's, did it all. He he. I think grieving can be different, though. Yeah. I, 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 you and, can get away from it. You can just put a ball in your hand and put it in the hoop. Well, and I I told you grieving's different. Like I wouldn't have judged him if he had missed games yeah. or whatever to go out for his sister, but because he did, he absolutely missed some family time. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Does, yeah. does that make I him mean, a bad person? No, not at all. And I mean, I I don't know how many tragedies I've experienced, but in moments I, I tend to... Bill Belichick's father died the night before a game. That's the most important person in his life. His mm-hmm. father. 
he coached the game. Yeah. Does that make him a bad person? No, of course not. I mean, how you grieve, I'm not going to ever grieve shame someone or put my judgment on their grieving. But I mean, for me, I try to, uh, I try to avoid family in this situations because they make me sadder. And I'm you not know, either. But I, I'm just telling you, if you got to be consistent. Right. You know? Well, mm. I think it's different. I think paternity leave can be very different, and I think it's a time for someone like me, your working Joe, your average Joe sitting in a cube all day, to have that time with your kids. And really, it was for my wife. Really, it's for her, because to take care of a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a six-day-old is just, it's hard. And if you have the opportunity to help your wife and you don't take it, I think you're kind of if a jackass. If the company didn't give you a paid leave, would you have taken it? I would have taken my vacation, probably, because I had to. Okay, that's what I did. You know, okay. that's, well, that, that's I, but how we're doing the same to, thing. That's then. how it used to be. Then you're doing the same. Thing. That's I mean, not. That's not true. I just told you, vacation okay, but I'm is, not gonna... is is earned, and that's your time. These leaves are sort of the company's time. That's becoming your. That's sort of this middle ground. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I know you're very pro management from our uh, two years I'm worth of deflate gauge fights. I'm. I, I'm just. You're. You lean that way. If no. you were a judge uh, in the Second I'm Circuit Court not. of Appeals, I'm definitely no? pro labor. Definitely. That wasn't a labor thing. Eh, just no, there was a lot there. But the biggest question I got after was, was it real or was it fake? Of course it was people, real. People thought like it was like pro wrestling just because we were nice at the end. But I was like, no, that's that's and that's the number one question I get about you is, is he serious or is he at just the time, faking it? Of course. But then you calm down. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't have a problem with you. I, yeah. n- I never did. You pissed me off for 10 minutes on the radio. And then that night I emailed you. How's the wife and kids? Because yeah. I didn't even know. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I, it's not people don't understand that that it can be real in the moment, and then you calm down, and right. you know you sleep, and the next day you wake up and it's a new day and it's over. Like that, that happens all the time. And it being on the radio probably helped it not be a problem. I mean, if I called you at noon that day and aired you out like that, maybe it wouldn't be quite as yeah. The radio you always get end. more bent out. You always get more fired up. Hurley, let's do what chapter two here. In a Part minute. two. Gotcha. Okay, so Mike is eating his lunch, which I'm frankly relieved. That man's wasting away. He needs to eat more lunch, as far as I'm concerned. So, no problems there. Happy to have Mike on. I won't make you wait long for part two. Here it comes, part two. All right, Mike Felger's back here. Part two. How was your lunch? It was fabulous. And Thank you, you. You know that we're big on uh, on pleasantries here. So, how are you feeling? Uh, just peachy. You? Ah, uh, good. I got a good balance going on right now. Thanks for asking. What does that mean? Emotional, you know, spiritual, that type of thing. Got Feeling it. good. Got it. Um, so, you know, we should we should probably. I think we covered a lot on the on the paternity situation. I don't want to to drag on that for too long. But there was one part that I did think was actually bad that you said that we should probably address, and that was at the end after I had hung up. You basically you were still kind of hot, and you basically said, you know, you know what, Hurley, take as much time as you need, and if you don't uh, advance in your career, uh, come what may, you know, yeah. we all make decisions. There's a balance, so I think that is that is, a, I would say, a, a problematic viewpoint to say that <laughs> uh, someone couldn't or shouldn't advance in their career for taking a company offered benefit like like uh, paternity leave. Would you? It's uh, strong. I wish I wouldn't have said it, but. Sorry, there are sacrifices. <laughs> you know, if I were a manager, Mike, and there were two guys going for the same job, and one guy took the full two weeks when the mother and the baby are okay, and the other guy didn't, and it came up to pick one of the two guys, who do you think I'm going to take? Whoever's best. Yeah, but I include showing up every day as part of that. Of course, who's ever best? Being there every day is part of it. Okay. What if. Is it unfair? So you would think it would be unfair for, an, for a manager to look at it that way? Yes. I don't. I think it might be illegal, actually. I'm no, I'm no lawyer. You know, I only pretend to be a lawyer at certain issues. But. No, I think it'd be illegal if, if you got fired for it. But if it's now you're looking at a new job and you get to pick, I pick the guy who's got better attendance. That's pretty basic. That's not does that doesn't make me a better a bad person. No, no, I, I don't think it should be a punishment if the company offers it and you use it. It's no different than vacation or sick days or anything yeah, like look, that. I, I, I wish I wouldn't have said it. I wish I wouldn't have said it the way I said it. But that doesn't mean I think it's totally wrong. Again, I don't mean to attack you, but I'm just telling you how I would look at it if I were a manager. And I know how a lot of managers look at it. I mean, the women deal with it much worse than us. Like, we're right. paddling on like it's about us. Right. In Sarah's job, it's it's real. You know, those those gals are expected to be there every day, tip-top shape, they're the ones bearing the burden of the childbirth and all the recovery, and 
If yeah, you spend too much time away from work for whatever reason, the manager's going to look at you. Period. I mean, that's just that's life. I I thought. Sure. I mean, I yeah, I felt it was. I feel differently, but obviously you don't, and that's what well, we're having a, new, a conversation you know, for. It's a new time, and I'm I'm the asshole, and I'm stuck in the old ways. Well, well what can I tell you? And because before we left uh, in the previous segment, you said you were okay with someone taking vacation time for it. So yeah. it's it's really just the the technical work aspect of it being paternity leave as opposed to time away from work. Well, like I said to you, uh, that vacation time is earned. That's yours. And in some cases, it's negotiated. In some cases, again, like mine, I can negotiate salary for extra vacation time. And that's and, and that's earned over time. It's the, the paid leaves that are somewhere in the middle. And it feels like the paid leaves have increased over the years. And people taking paid leaves have increased over the years. And that's sort of that's somewhere in the middle between company's time and your time, but you always get your time. Is it not earned just by being employed by a company that offers it? I suppose. Not every company offers it, I don't, I don't believe. All I can tell you, Mike, is I suppose you shouldn't be punished. No, I mean, you shouldn't be punished. Of course you shouldn't be punished. But if I'm a manager and there's two people going for the same job and I'm in charge of picking that person, I'm going to look at days taken. Of course. Absolutely. Okay. I wouldn't. Well, I would, but I wouldn't necessarily hold it against someone for taking paternity leave for family time if it's offered. But I think we I think we have that one covered. Okay. I think I think we've we've, we've I can, tell- like I told you, I can go on all day with it. Well, I do have a few more questions before we go. I know you're a busy person. Let's and do it. You're you're in demand. Well, first of all, how's the new situation going with your with your work time not not being on TV at ten o'clock at night every night? Oh. I like it and I don't like it. Well, I have a prediction on that second part. So, Okay, well, you want to give me a prediction? I think you're going to join Twitter. I think you're going to end up on Twitter. <laughs> Why? Because you sign off the radio at 6, you sign off the TV at 8, and then you're not on again until 2 o'clock the next day. And things happen at night. You've got opinions. Oh, that doesn't bother you're me You're vocalized. You, oh, no, you're no. going you're gonna to have this this take you want to get out there, and no, you're not going to wait until no, no, 2 no. the next day? No, that's not me, man. No, no, no. No. No? I do not. The, the, the I, wife I, and kids are in bed. You're just sitting there watching no. the Blackhawks. No, that's not it. Uh, because uh, I like holding everything to 2 o'clock the next day. I like. I, to me, there's value in that. It's like, uh, what a fellow grandmaster think about that? Tune in at 2. I'm, I'm into that. I'm, I don't need that. No, no. It's. Uh, I'm just used to running the ship. I'm used to being in the A-hole chair. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to doing things the way I want to do them, which is get in, get out. Stay on topic, you know, a well-paced, opinionated, focused segment. Bang, 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 bang. That's just what I, I want to do and I, how I want to do it. Right. And so uh, I used to do a half hour by myself where I was running the ship and I could do that. Now I go and do 90 minutes where Tangway or Trenny runs the ship. And that's not as fun to me and that's no slight on them. It's just you get used to doing it your way, mm-hmm. on your pace, and... Anyone would rather work half hour alone driving their own show than working 90 minutes with other people when you're not driving the show. I mean, that's just, that's not a commentary on them or this specific situation. It's just, I think anyone would feel that way. Right, right. So you're fish out of water, sort of, or just it's adjusting just, on the fly? Or? It's just, I'm just not used to it. And I, you know, I just like moving quickly, Mike, and bing. I don't like grab ass. I don't like the chit chat right. i don't you know i just i'm familiar not, not that there's anything wrong with it you know but it's just the way i like to do it you know it's just it's just the way i like to do it well and so when i'm not driving the bus all that stuff happens and i'm just i'm not as interested in it as i am in doing it myself the schedule personally is you know a little better i get to go home and put on my jammies at nine o'clock and actually watch the end of a game from my couch and go to bed at a reasonable hour which is different Glorious. which is different yeah, and it's but it's not as good for the family because I used to run home after the radio, help put the kids to bed, and then run in for the ten o'clock show. So there was a gap at a dinner break where I would go home and do a little family time at a, at a key time, right, putting them to bed and whatnot. Now that's sort of taken away. Mm-hmm. So I get home when they're either just falling asleep or just about to go or have gone, and so that's that's not as not as great. You have to push those summertime bedtimes to nine o'clock. Exactly. I did learn why you're not on Twitter, because I didn't want this opportunity to pass by without the people getting their chance to ask 
ask you what you can't be asked because you're not on Twitter. And I, it was unpleasant. Uh, just even being the conduit, being being the connection, the intermediary from the fan to you, it just just reading it just was very unpleasant for me. But I did you know, get a few usable questions, just, okay. to, just real quick. Well, a lot of them were very sarcastic like why are you the way that you are what happened to you to make you this way things things of that someone asked how's the weather up your own ass um someone asked you know a lot of inappropriate things so Mm -hmm. we we don't need to get into those but this one i think people ask this all the time and and i think i know the answer pretty well but i'll let you answer it um is your radio persona an act or is it real are you performing definitely not uh but that's not to say that I talk at home at the dinner table like I would on the radio. Who does? Right. You know, I, I don't go home and go, oh, what? How do you like me now? No, <laughs> oh, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. You know, I, no one does that. That's but, not the best way to foster personal relationships. No. So, but because I do that on the radio and I don't do that at the dinner table, does that make it an act? No. It means when you're in front of a camera or behind a microphone, you have to project. Right. You've got to sell. You've got to sell your point of view. You've got to. Uh, so, I mean, if that makes it an act, I guess it makes it an act. But I don't consider that. I mean, well, I think people think sometimes you like invent your takes for the radio. But oh, as someone who's been pestered by you off the air about <laughs> things that at the moment I could have cared less about, uh, I can t- attest to it being genuine. I've seen it in your eyes. Just of being- course, I do not. I definitely do not make up takes. Definitely not. I try to think differently, Mike. I mean, but right. that doesn't mean that you're you're making it up. It means, well, what's another way to look at it, and how's another way to approach it? And you'll find that a lot of people say the same thing about a certain topic. Well, what if you look at it differently and approach it differently? I mean, you are a talk show host, so right. you do have to approach things differently to get a different point of view to elicit a different reaction. I think that's important to do. You can't make it up, and if you do make it up, people will see through it. And they'll know it. But I think thinking differently is and approaching things differently and trying to elicit certain responses is is crucial. I mean, and the Patriots are the best example ever. Right. I mean, right? when they're that successful and they're winning 12 to 14 games every year. It's the easiest thing in the world to show up and say, well, you know, Bill knows what he's doing. You give him a break on that one because he's right on so many things. And that's true. But you also have four hours to fill. Mm-hmm. You still have to do a you still have to do a talk show. Mm-hmm. You still have to So when he does mess up and he does you bring it up and you hit it hard and i just think that's important to do i think that's important to do with any of these teams i agree i agree i mean it works obviously people keep tuning in i mean despite all the hatred that was sent my way they're still you know locked into everything you say so with going back just a quick second to what you're doing now with the six to eight show you talked about how different it is what is your future, are you, you know, I don't know. are we 15 years away from the sports pope, uh, Mike Francesa part two? Or, <laughs> I mean, I don't think he would have uh, been so open to such a change. So I think you're, you're still years away from that. So I'm a company man, Mike. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I know so that. So they tell me to show up, I show <laughs> You've up. You've made it quite clear that you're a company man. But the, uh, I don't know. I have, a, I have a hard time believing I'd ever say no to anything. Because I, I uh, not to keep whining about this, but I, I did work too hard to get to this spot. And what am I going to turn around and say no? Because it's a little extra work or it's a little inconvenient for the home life or I got to listen to Tangway or Trenny drives the bus as opposed to me. Like, I don't know. But you're happy here. I'm you're, so you're the, locked the, in the, here. The, so the, the TV to me can be challenging. You know, I, I've always said to me, four hours on the radio moves faster than a half hour on TV. And I just. There is something about the juice of the radio show and the callers and the interaction and the back and forth. And the radio is a blast, and it's a blast almost every day. And I really say that. I, I could do the four-hour radio show. It feels like I could sit, I could do the four-hour radio show till I die, honestly. In Boston? Yes. Oh, yeah. It would have to be Boston or a place that matters like this. And how many are those? Mm-hmm. Okay. But Boston is the absolute best place to do this. Absolute best. Because... I think as much as you like hear it on Twitter or people complain, I think the balance of people out there want the contrarian thing. They want the hard commentary. They want it. And Boston wants it because it's just that kind of town. They don't want to get sunshine blown up their ass all day. It's, we're not that. What are we, Orlando? You walk down the street, you don't get cheery, no. happy sunshine pats in the back. You no. get a little, a little give and take. Exactly. So I think our brand of talk radio works here because 
enough of the town wants it, even when the teams are successful. So this is the best place to do it. So the radio, I'll do it till the day I die, hopefully. The TV is more challenging. So let's see where that goes. But I can't, I, you know, I've been at Comcast longer than I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've been a full-time employee at Comcast since 07. I started working there almost on a nightly basis in like 05 or 06. So I've been with them longer than here. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine I'd ever say no to them. Mm-hmm. So... Let's just see. But a few more Tangway segments, you know, I don't know. <laughs> we'll I don't know how much of that I can take. It, it, you talk sort of about, the, we talked about the, the crap you get from, from people, that, but they still tune in. I was, at, I was in Houston at the bar when you showed up for the live event and you got booed like a professional wrestling heel. <laughs> did, did your experience, because you've talked about players on the Patriots roster blowing up at you for your report cards in the paper every week, did that prepare you? When you get you know confronted by six foot three, two hundred twenty five pound linebackers on a weekly basis, did that prepare you for you know Bill from Everett screaming at you not being as? Yes. as- I, I guess it did. Yes, you develop a thick skin uh, early, but the fan stuff I think is fun, even when they're mother bleeping you. Like <laughs> I, I still think, I don't know, they're still customers, they're consumers, they're they're consuming the product, so. I'm happy to have them, whether they like it or don't like it. Or, and I, I think 99% of the time, Mike, it's in good fun. You know, it's, it's sports. It's it's very rare that I come across someone who's legitimately upset and makes it legitimately uncomfortable. That that's rare. It it, it almost never like happens. One hand, count Honestly. on one hand. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it it very happens very very rarely. The player stuff was I hated. I hated walking in there every day and having those guys give me the hairy eyeball and. That got to be a real drag. It that I didn't that I found unpleasant. The fans like walking into the bar and having them boo. I, you know, that's fun. Zola came in about ten minutes after you, and it was like, like it was like, like Santa Claus showed up. It was up. like the Beatles. Yes. <laughs> um, we are, are you ever going to write again? I hope not. Too much. That's a chore too. It's hard. That's hard. Reporting's hard. You know, writing the uh, stray column. You know, that's another thing that to me is more doable. Just spewing, but. Developing sources, working sources, you know, talking to people, facing people, reporting something bad about them, then facing them the next day and having that out and, you know, hammering out that relationship and still getting information, but still trying to be objective or hard on the things that you cover when you cover them. That is hard. That's, that's hard. And, I'm I'm so lucky I don't have to do it anymore, and I I do even though I rag on these beat guys. Yeah. Uh, well, the baseball beat. I don't know how anyone could survive for more than three months. I know it's hard, man. That's hard stuff. And so what I think a lot of beat guys do is they bail to we're going to defend the team, we're going to defend the players, and we're going to defend the players and the teams against these voices like the Felger and Masses of the world. And so that makes it real. It makes it a lot easier on the beat guy when he shows up every day. He's surviving. And he's, he's surviving. He's, and he's trying to do his job, and he he you know, he's got to go to that locker room every day and deal with those executives every day. And so I think too many of those guys default to that. And I get, part of me doesn't blame them because that's hard to be at war with the people that you cover. Except I couldn't do it. Like I just couldn't. I'm too much of a dick, and I'm too much of a contrarian. I'm too much of a like. No, that's not the way that it is, and I, I just that tug is in me. And so when I covered the beat, I couldn't help myself, and I knew I would write something. I'm like, well, this is going to blow this up, but I couldn't not do it because I couldn't help myself. And so I would write it; it would blow it up, and it would degenerate. And like, ugh. So I'm in a much better spot behind that microphone. Maybe you write a book. Maybe you write a book uh, about your your career. You can tell everyone the path to getting where you are. Without- you think enough people would care. Yeah, in this market, sure. Yeah, I don't know how it would play outside of New England, but hmm. do it. I'll think about it, Hurley. There you go. Look at making progress. Well, I'll let you go. I know you're a busy, okay, man. You've got a, you've got a radio program okay, to hold. Okay, do, do we fill enough time? Oh, plenty of time. I appreciate it. Okay, uh, man. You, you know. So is this was, every week now? Are you doing like a regular podcast? That's going to be the goal. And how about this? If if I survive a year, if I last a year in this medium, you come back on. What's it called? It's called the Hurley Edition. Oh, that's too generic. Well, your name is Hurley. It's either. Hurley, I was thinking the mic drop with no, no, Mike. The Hurley edition, I, I I get it. It's you know on the on the newspaper plan, not not your show. You know, I'm not. I trying thought to you would have thing. done something like more probable than not or something like that. Uh, I don't, to that. I'm trying to you know move away from from the, the See, PSI. My problem podcast is that la- this last thirty seconds. We okay. just did. That's <laughs> so much, this That's is more grab ass than you've Bye. ever done. Bye. So 
There you have it. Mike Felger joining me for a lengthy talk, one much more civil than our previous engagement. Uh, I found it interesting that though he was much more civilized, he still largely stuck to his guns. I was I was particularly surprised that he stood by his position of advocating for limited career advancement to men who take paternity leave. I don't think that's right, obviously. And, and I think if, if he were a manager who made decisions based on that, then he'd potentially be missing out on the best candidate based on someone that took a family leave when that's something that might happen once or twice in someone's career. Uh, I think it would be backwards to hold that against someone. I think I made my position pretty clear too. But clearly Mike and I see the world in in different ways. And fortunately, he's not my manager. He's not your manager. So uh, bully for us for having an exchange of ideas without getting nasty. That was was progress. I hope you uh, got to know him a little bit at the end there when we veered off from the paternity talk before we said goodbye. So... In any event, I do want to thank you for listening. Seriously, I mean it. Uh, This podcast was definitely on the longer side, so I appreciate you checking it out. I I hope to bring you an interview like this every week. That's the goal. If you have any feedback, suggestions, anything, you know, you can let me know on Twitter at Michael F. Hurley or on the new Twitter account for this this here show at Hurley underscore edition. I got to work on on getting that wrangling that Twitter account from some deactivated account from years ago, but it's at Hurley. Curly underscore edition. Give it a follow. Uh, if you want to go back and forth on there, we can do that. And, you know, if Twitter's not your thing, my email is public. It's mfhurley at cbs.com. So I look forward to hearing from you. And again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you lending your ears to this podcast. And I'll talk to you next time. DirecTV has been rated number one in customer satisfaction over cable for 17 years running. But some people still like cable. Just like some people like getting stepped on by their dance partner. You got the moves. A warm welcome from La Chancla. Oh, I missed you too, Mom. Rubbing their eyes after chopping habaneros. Oh, spicy. I can see clearly now. Or receiving a flying kick directly on the shin. Thanks, I needed that. But for everyone else, there's DirecTV. For number one customer satisfaction over cable, switch to DirecTV. Call 1-877-278-1288. Compared to other major subscription TV cable providers, claim based on 2001 to 2017 ACSI surveys of customers rating their own TV provider's performance. New approved DirecTV customers only. Equipment lease required. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details.